Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 411 from 406. My name is Chewy, and that is my brother from another mother, Mr. Pip. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, although I'm feeling extraordinarily guilty today. Um, <laughs> I, I have to I have to come clean right out of the gate because it's been weighing on my angst for a while. But we actually recorded uh last month. Was it last month? It was or it was immediately following Thanksgiving. Yeah. And Before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, uh, yeah. And the 20th. Uh, I, yeah. That's right. And and unfortunately, I had an issue where I had to take my computer and have it looked at in the Apple store and they wiped it and I which I expected, but I didn't realize that it was the day after we recorded and my next scheduled backup, which I do as a responsible IT guy, I do back up my computer, but my next scheduled backup hadn't kicked off yet. And I lost like the last 12, 16 hours worth of stuff, which normally would not impact me at all. I don't really do anything on this computer except podcast. And I lost our podcast and I feel terrible about it. And I'm apologizing to you uh, and explaining, of course, to our fans uh, why it's been so long since we've recorded and released a podcast. No, no worries. Shit happens. Uh, so the question is, did you like, is your PC, like, did you get it fixed? Is it back up and running? I know it was kind of foobar there for a minute. Uh, it's actually about the same. It's not really much yeah. better. It's a iMac from 2019. So it still has a spinning drive in it. It doesn't have an SSD. It's, it's before they made a lot of hardware changes to it. So unfortunately, even after a lot of diagnostics that they ran, they couldn't find anything wrong. I was hoping it was a bad drive, something for maybe a couple hundred bucks. I could just replace it, but no, and I, I don't have anything. My only option right now is to trade it in and uh, buy a new one, which, you know, I, I would love to get a new computer. I'm always, at the, I'm always up for a new computer, but I don't really want to pay for it. And, you know, this thing, which is, uh, you know, a couple of years ago was a $1,200 computer is now worth about $150, which is just yeah. complete horseshit. So I'm probably just going to have to tough it out at this point. Yeah, it is. It's remarkable how expensive, especially Max, I mean, how expensive they are and just how fast, if you want to, you can spend money walking into that store. Yeah. I mean, within minutes, you can spend thousands of dollars very easily. They make it very easy for you to spend your money. Yeah. And and before I was totally fine with that because, you know, if you're all in on the Mac ecosystem, it's a good one to be in. Like yeah. everything plays really well with each other. Um, and it's it's just nice. It works really well. But now if I'm getting to the point where it's just too expensive to replace a computer that's kind of failing after four years, that's kind of shitty. And that makes me think, well, geez, I don't know if I want to invest all this money to stay in the Mac world, you know, as long as I have. I mean, I'll, I'll continue to get iPhones, but it's a little frustrating when I know I could get a PC for half the cost and probably be twice as fast. And yeah. so I don't know, I, I'll probably still stick with Mac, maybe give it one more run, but it's just too expensive to maintain if it's not going to work. I would not go with another iMac, though. I think at this point, 
I would probably just create a home office situation where I'd have one monitor that I could both dock my work PC and then maybe a Mac mini or something like that, that I could hook up to the same monitor and just switch between. The okay. Two. Yeah. I've got, I, I run a MacBook pro at home and um, I mean, they're, they're crazy expensive to buy, but they, this is the, I think this is the second one I've had. And I think the first one lasted me a good like six or seven years. I mean, like, you yeah. know, you take, you know, now that one, to your point, that one still had an old, uh, a physical drive in it. Yeah. And that's, that's ultimately what ended up failing was the drive. Right. And so net, then I went with SSD for this one and knock on wood, haven't had any problems. Um, and is it nice when, and fast for you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and I'm, I, I don't kind of like you, I, you know, I don't game on it. I, I really don't have that much on it. Everything that I have is in the cloud. You know what I mean? Like all my programs are in the cloud, all my, most of my storage. And so it's like, it's actually got a really relatively small hard drive and just everything is either in the cloud or external. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fast. I, I, I have to rely more on my internet connection most of the time than I do, uh, you know, the speed of the computer. Now, again, I'm not yeah. gaming, you know, re and really the only kind of computing that I'm doing is when I'm, you know, doing podcasting and that, but I mean, I do my work sure. on it all. No problem. I can do zoom. I can do, and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. The only thing I do on it is really the garage band stuff, which is the production work behind the scenes yeah. for this podcast. And, you know, unfortunately it takes like three minutes just to open the program and, yeah. and, you know, to reboot my computer can take anywhere from three to six minutes, depending on yeah how much, you know, whatever's going on behind the scenes at that point. And that to me is barely usable and it's just not, not really worth it. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe, uh, Maybe with uh, tax season come back, maybe I'll get another computer, but I'll probably try to stick this out as long as I can. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. So let's see. Since since the last podcast, we've had um, we've had Thanksgiving and Christmas. Christmas was just last week, actually, just a couple of days ago. You and the girls have a good time. Good Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything was good. You know, went went yeah. slightly closer to bankrupt, trying to make sure they had the best Christmas they could. And they got a lot of great stuff. My father came up from Florida and spent the, a long weekend with us, which was nice. It's always good to have him in for the holidays, him and his wife. And that was that was great. We got to spend a lot of time with family. And as we were talking about a little bit before we started recording, it was unseasonably warm here, which was amazing. And I, I don't I don't, I'm not one of those people who misses snow or likes snow or ever cares to see it again. So I don't care about it being 50, 55 degrees on Christmas day here in Indiana. I mean, it's, it's telling for what's ahead for our future, probably in terms of uh, climate change and things like that. But, you know, for the time being, I, I definitely enjoyed the warmer weather, but yeah. How about you? How was your Christmas? It was good. It was good. Um, you know, it's, it's the, it's the first Christmas since I lost my dad. So that was, a that was weird. But, uh, you know, we, we, we spent Christmas Eve with my in-laws like we always do. And then uh, my boys stopped on the way over. They got my mom and we went to my brother's house for Christmas Day. And it was good. Yeah. I mean, other than the fact that we were missing dad. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was good. Unseasonably warm here as well. I think it was in the 60s. And so it was, you know, in fact, Mark had uh, has, had his house open. So, I mean, it was, you know, it was nice and, and was nice and, and it was very nice outside, very warm. Kids were outside shooting hoops and playing playing baseball and yeah the, no no complaints at all. I I mentioned to you before the podcast I actually really like this week in terms of like the the winter break. This is my favorite week, the week between Christmas and New Year's because like all the hubbub holiday hoopla is done. Um, 
I hate wrapping gifts with a passion. <laughs> I mean, I app, I can't even tell you how bad I hate wrapping gifts. And so yeah. once I get to like the 25th, that's kind of my finish line. And I hate to, I sound scroogey, but it's just, it's just true. I, I don't want to lie. It's the truth. I hate, no, I hate it's wrapping terrible. gifts. Yeah, it, it's not fun at all. It's just to know that that it's all going to get completely destroyed, you know, in the span of about five minutes. Yeah. And I waited. I procrastinated. My wife bought all the Christmas presents and I wrapped all the Christmas presents and yeah. I waited until Christmas Eve night. And part of that was because my youngest was sick and I had to help kind of take care of her. So that kind of delayed things. But I, yeah, I stayed up till probably past midnight on Christmas Eve and I was so tired and, you know, not nearly buzzed uh, that I should have been. I sat through an entire sitting of Christmas vacation and half of Scrooged and I almost fell over. I was so tired. I just wanted to go to bed. So yeah, I, I'm with you there. I cannot stand the whole wrapping presents bit. Yeah. Did you, I was, I was going to ask you what, what sort of movies did you watch over this kind of the holiday season? So it sounds like Christmas vacation and Scrooged. Those uh, are my staples. Else? Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are definitely my staples. I will not go a season without seeing those. And Christmas vacation is usually the Christmas Eve staple specifically okay. when we're wrapping or, or, you know, just kind of winding down for the evening. I didn't actually get to much else. I mean, I watched a lot of stuff with my kids <laughs> when my I was mentioning that my youngest was sick and she just had uh, the Grinch on repeat like the entire couple days that she was sick. And it was the it's the animated one that they recently put out with Benedict Gumberpatch and um, Keenan Thompson and uh, a couple other people, which which is actually a pretty good version of it. But it's also just exhausting to watch it on repeat. But I didn't watch like Christmas Story. I did want to get back and revisit 8-Bit because 8-Bit Christmas, because we we had talked about that, I think. Yeah, yeah you put me on, was, it just, was that just last year? It was either, must have been last year, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we did uh, we did an episode of the podcast where we talked about our favorite Christmas movies, and you had right. mentioned that one, and I had never seen it, and based on your recommendation, we sat down, the five of us, and watched it, and I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I really liked it too. I wanted to revisit that, but just didn't get around to it. There wasn't as much time for watching movies and stuff this year. But um, what about you? Did you did you stumble upon anything new or is it kind of you know, the same no, affair? I, I really didn't. Like like I said, it's, it, you know, the, the week coming kind of coming up to Christmas is just chaotic with, you know, just wrapping and, and holiday events. Uh, I, I got done with with work, my last day of work for the year was like the 15th of December. Wow. And even though that sounds like a long time ago, it just, I, I feel like I haven't accomplished anything in that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's just been yeah. running and took my, took my middle son to, um, to the ski slopes two or three times during that time. We actually had a, about nine or 10 inches of snow about a week before Christmas, you know, and my oldest son is still has a, a basketball schedule. He's a varsity basketball player. So he had a game tonight. So, the, you know, we're still running. Um, again, it's all good. No complaints. But no, we always watch Christmas Story just kind of in the background. Did watch Christmas Vacation. Have not watched Scrooge yet, which pisses me off because that's like my favorite. We've been watching. There's a, a show on Netflix, Netflix or Disney, uh, the Santa Clauses. Yeah. Um, with Tim Allen and it's mm -hmm. really good. It's really enjoyable. We've been watching that. My, my wife, my uh, youngest son and I, we've been watching that. And actually today, not a Christmas movie really, but we went to go see Wonka in the theaters, oh, yeah. which was great. 
it I liked was, it. I, I saw it too. It was out, I might in, have enjoyed it more than the original. I, I don't know. I'd have wow. to like, I, I, I think I might've, I, I just like, I sat there just like kind of smiling the entire time. And I just, I, I, again, I only saw it once and I haven't even really sat down and thought about it, but I walked out of that theater and I really totally enjoyed it. That's great. I mean, I did see it as well. I took my girls to see it and I liked it. I thought it was good. I was there. I was sort of meant on some of it, but I would like to watch it again just to kind of give it a completely fair shot. I I didn't. I, the one, the one thing that kind of turned me off and this was just kind of a, this is a really stupid gripe, but I hate Hugh Grant. I'm just not a big fan. Really? Okay. And he just seemed like he completely phoned that in. And I, I don't know. I think that they could have played with that and made that more fun. Okay. Uh, as as the Oompa Loompa character, but I thought Timothy Chalamet did a good job, and and you know the music was actually pretty good and kind of catchy, yeah. and we've listened to the soundtrack around here a couple times while we're putting together Legos and things like that. But yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought it was really good. I'll be interested to see what they do with it. You know, do they make another sequel? Yeah. Do they keep the story going? You know, do they build towards uh, the you know you know to, to bridge the gap the between factory. Yeah. this and and the one that we all know and love so i don't know we'll see what happens but yeah um yeah it, it was it was certainly i certainly enjoyed it more than the johnny depp version um <laughs> I, I you know i i didn't really care for that one at all i i i'm if i'm understanding correctly i think that one is closest to the book maybe the johnny depp version but to me that was awfully dark yeah um and i just didn't i just didn't really care for it the gene wilder one obviously is is amazing um, I don't know. I, I, I yeah, I, I need to revisit it again. Um, it, it'll be interesting. It's actually an interesting segue. So the, the last podcast, the missing podcast, we talked a lot about, um, we talked about the MCU and is it too big and, and, and Disney and is there too many Disney movies and, and my concern, and that just triggered something that you said, my concern with this is, are they going to do too much, right? Are they going to try to fill in too many too many answer too many questions that we don't necessarily need answered if that makes sense i i don't know but yeah no i mean there's always that danger right because we all know that's how hollywood operates they want to find the next big thing and then they just want to exploit it and water it down as much as possible i mean they don't want to water it down but that's really the only way to what happens keep, keep generating content is to to take something that's got a lot of substance and just loosen it up a lot and you know i there were a couple times where I went to the movies this year that didn't have to do with Marvel or Star Wars or whatever. Uh, Wonka was one of them. I actually went to go see the new Godzilla movie. It's called Godzilla Minus One, I think. And okay. it was it was a short run movie. So they didn't have it uh, in the United States very long because it was Japanese. So it was, uh, I, I, as I understand, filmed entirely in Japan. It was subtitled. It was, you know, the dialogue was all Japanese and everything. So it was kind of a true Godzilla movie, but with updated effects and things like that. And I actually really liked it. I thought it was solid and would definitely go back to see hmm. the sequel if they end up making one. Well, so I, 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 and I, I don't know if it's a sequel, but I got a preview today for Godzilla X Kong, which I had never seen. That I saw that preview today in front of Wonka. I don't know if it's a sequel to that or not, but it's Godzilla and King Kong. And it looks okay. awesome. Yeah. I yeah, I'm not sure about that one. That one's uh, I, I think they probably have it separated from like the American versions of the movies and the, you know, the the Japanese movies. And they kind of retell their own stories over and over again. And there's a lot of subtext, whether it's cultural, political, whatever it might be. 
But yeah, that was pretty good. But it was weird being in the theaters the last couple times and not going to see a Marvel movie. Speaking of segues, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it it just it has consumed my movie going over the past couple of years because there has been so much content. And here we are at the end of 2023. And I'm not even sure if the Marvels are still in theaters, but I never saw it. And I have no desire to see it. I might watch it when it comes on Disney Plus, but like it's it's and it's not just because of an all female cast, all female story. Honestly, I I don't really think it would matter which character it was. I think I'm I'm just like, I don't know. I'm worried a little bit about the future of Marvel. And I think that they need to take a very necessary pause and rethink their strategy for the future. Well, and I think I think they're going to be forced to with the news that and I don't even know the guy's name, but Kang got conquered just recently. He he was found guilty of some pretty serious stuff. If I, it was like domestic abuse, right? I mean, it was yeah. Jonathan Majors was, uh, I believe, found guilty on one out of three counts of domestic abuse. And okay. I, I don't really know the details behind it. I mean, I, I did read up a little bit on the story, but that actually between our last podcast and here, you know, we were all kind of speculating because we knew he was on trial for that, yeah. but there hadn't been anything decided. And since then they have found him guilty on that. And the, the real interesting thing is that since then, or immediately following that announcement, Marvel did say that they were parting ways with Jonathan Majors as a character in the Marvel universe. So they are at a bit of a crossroads right now where they're going to have to figure out what they want to do because they were building the future of Marvel around this Kane character and they could recast him, but will they, should they, I mean, I've got my thoughts, but I'm curious, you know, based off of what you've, uh, absorbed of in Marvel content that relates to this Kane character. Like, do you want to see him come back? Do you think they should recast him? Or do you think they should take this opportunity to just completely pivot and go a different way? Um, so there was a there was a lot of questions there. Um <laughs> so which is fine, which is good. I, I just need to unpack it. Um, so I guess we'll start with should they recast it? Um, I, I, and I guess that depends on if Marvel is going to put all their eggs in the Kang basket, the similarly to the way they did Thanos. Um, I guess what I will say is if I remember correctly, Josh Brolin was not Thanos the entire time. It was either another actor or completely CG. The first couple times we saw Thanos, I think, um, I, I do think he was the, well, he was obviously completely CG the entire time with like the mocap and all that stuff, but he is the only one to ever have voiced Thanos. Okay. So, so okay. no other actor played Thanos that okay. I'm aware of in, in the series. I, I, yeah. I might be wrong about that. Actually, there could be like a, a word or two that was uttered in, in an okay. end credit scene yeah. beginning, but like 99% of the time I, it was. You know, Josh I, I think, I think, you know, I mean, I, I think CG is good enough that they can probably do it if they wanted to. Um, I think the problem that what they would have is I think Kang is a little bit more recognizable as a character than Thanos is in terms of like, he's, He's more human, humanoid than Thanos is. Um, again, I, I'm not suggesting that they can't do it. 
I guess what I will say is you asked kind of what I have absorbed about the Kang character. And the answer is almost nothing. It's almost nothing. And it's, and I think that's partly because I'm just not really engaged in Marvel in MCU stuff the way I was with the, we'll call it the Thanos saga, right? Um, you know, the infinity stone saga, you know, Kang was introduced, if I remember correctly, in, in one of the Marvel shows that I don't even know if I watched it. I, I, I don't. So, so yeah, I me, me personally, I'm not super invested in Kang and I'm not going to it's not going to bother me one bit if a they recast or B, they completely pivot. It wouldn't shock me if they pivoted based on now the, the legal trouble with this guy and be the last couple box offices, um, they, they might be getting worried. Um, so I, I don't know. It won't, it won't shock me if they go that route. I think the smart play for them from a fan perspective and from probably a money perspective is if they re if they like went back to what got them there, right. If they played the, the multiverse card, and they brought back Steve Rogers and they brought back Tony Stark and they brought, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know if they're going to do that either. And that might backfire even if they did that too. So I don't know. Um, you said you had thoughts. What are your thoughts? So I definitely agree with a lot of what you're saying. I don't have, as far as Kang, the character, I, I don't really care about him. There's nothing about him that intrigues me or that, pulls me into his mythology. I didn't read comics growing up, so I, I don't know a lot of his history or background, if there's maybe a really interesting storyline. But I, as as a character, I could care less, honestly, to this point. As an actor, I'm really disappointed because Jonathan Majors, I think, is really good, and he made that character as interesting as he could have been. And... He was, I, you know, you had mentioned this a second ago, but he was introduced, I believe, in Loki originally, the, the first season of Loki. And he had a very prominent role in the second season, which just released not too long ago. And it was on its way to going somewhere. But much like everything else that's happened since, you know, Thanos disappeared, hasn't gone anywhere. And I don't know if that's because, well, it's probably not because they knew something was going to happen because this stuff was all probably filmed and done, you know, long before these accusations or the allegations, I should say, came up. But I'll say that I don't know how they pivot. I, I don't think pivoting would be a bad idea, but I don't know how they do it because they have really put all their eggs in this multiverse basket. And Kang is the one who is, you know, sort of, controlling this multiverse or or representing the threat that this multiverse presents so how do they do that how do they just pull him out and and have the multiverse still be this this big plot point that streams through all these movies and shows i i don't know that answer but i've heard the name dr doom thrown away thrown around uh... many times at this point because i mean who else is there right we're talking about marvel they don't have Joker and Lex Luthor level no. villains. And, you know, they have struggled with establishing good villains with the exception of Thanos. You know, the, the individual movies have kind of had just kind of stock, you know, by the book villains. But Doctor Doom has been thrown out there. And that is potentially their, their way to segue and to try to get 
the Fantastic Four relevant again in the Marvel universe, which hasn't happened yet. They've tried twice and have failed. Yeah. Um, and this is going to make I'm going to have to throw away my comic geek card if I'm wrong. What isn't Galactus a Marvel character as well? That sounds like something. <laughs> I mean, I, you could. Terrible I, I, I don't, I don't have sure, that card, I'm sure, so I'm yeah. not afraid to admit I'm, I don't know yeah, who Galactus I'm, I'm sure is. Com- but. I'm sure comic book geeks out there, and I say that with the the, the highest amount of love that I can, uh, are like screaming at me right now because I don't know that. I'm pretty sure Galactus is kind of a planet-consuming kind of godlike creature that is floating out there. Um, Doctor Doom, for my money, would be way better than Kang. Um, only be only because again, I, I know that character, or at least I know who he is. We haven't had a fantastic four, a, a decent one. Well, we haven't had one in the MCU. We've had a Marvel fantastic, several of them actual actually, and they've been terrible. Um, so I, I would like that. Um, I wonder is Deadpool three done filming? I, I wonder if I, they can. If not, it's going to be very soon. And it is, I, I think you mentioned this in our in our last yeah. podcast, but I believe that's the only Marvel movie that is coming out in 2024. In 2024, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I guess if if they're going to pivot, I think they they find themselves just kind of through dumb luck in a in a position where pivoting should they choose to do it? And I'm not convinced they will, but I think would it actually be relatively easy only because they have established that the multiverse exists and, and because of it, like there's so many realities and they could, they could very easily just kind of take a left turn and, and, or they could do, they've got, they've introduced time travel in. So they've got time travel at their disposal. They've got the multiverse, you know, they've got, I mean, we've already seen, you know, dark versions of Doctor Strange, dark versions of characters that we know. I, if they want to, I think they could do it relatively easily. I think. I don't know. Yeah, and I think the person who will potentially dictate what the future looks like, other than, of course, Kevin Feige, is probably Tom Holland. Because I think he is lined up to be... I mean, he's clearly the heir apparent to the Robert Downey Jr. Uh, crown, you know, in the Marvel Universe at this point. Like, I, I I think he's the biggest draw right now of all the characters that are still left. You know, I, I don't think Thor is going to be there forever. You know, Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr., they're, they're both out of the picture at this point. You know, allegedly, we'll see what happens. But, you know, they need a character. They need a protagonist that they can hang their hat on and say, this is going to be our guy. If we're going to have a bad guy that we're going to build towards, we have a we got to have a good guy to build with him. And I really think that that should be Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Now, whether or not he decides to continue his his role there, I you know, it's tough to say. I think if anything, they they may consider trying to squeeze a little bit more juice out of that whole no way home thing. You know, I know how good that was. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man 3 or a Tobey sure. Maguire return or something like that. And I wouldn't be opposed to it, to be honest. I don't I never really liked the Tobey Maguire version of Spider-Man. But at this point, what else are they going to do? They're going to have to they're going to have to buy some time before they figure out what the next steps are. Yeah. So so re- refresh my memory 
um, specific to the Spider-Man character, Spider-Man Peter Parker characters or character in the MCU is the last time we saw them at the end of No Way Home when the world doesn't know who Peter Parker Spider-Man is. Correct. Like they've they've been mind wiped. Is that like there's nothing that I've missed since then? No, no, there's been no Spider-Man anything since No Way Home that okay. I can think of. And if I remember correctly, at the at the credit scene of that movie, they introduced Venom back into that world. Has there been another Venom movie since then or no? There has not, but I believe that they are making a third Venom movie with Tom Hardy. And they also have made Craven. Uh, yeah, Craven the I Hunter. saw the previews for that. Yeah, that one came out. I, I have no idea. Oh, did it really? Did. I think it came out. Oh, <laughs> shit. Did that come out? I totally missed it. That's terrible. Uh, hold Craven on. The Hunter. So Craven has not come out yet, but they did release that uh, movie Morbius. So that one did come out. And that okay. is another character from the Spider-Man universe. And I want to say that those are both Sony movies. Uh, I'm not sure if they're Sony Marvel collaborations or not, but I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're building towards some, if they're putting all these out there to try to get Tom Holland to come back and and do this, but um, not sure exactly what direction they're going. There's allegedly a, a third Venom movie slated for November of 2024, but whether or not that's accurate or not, I don't, I'm not sure if that's confirmed. Okay. But even if it is, it is most likely, at least at this point, not MCU material. Not sure, so, because it didn't start yeah. that way. So there's no, a good chance yeah. that it's not. But obviously, they could bring it all in. They could they could make that happen. But that's the property. I think if they're going to try to capitalize on anything, it might not be a bad idea to do that. But it's like, what are they like? They're going to have to take all of this year off. Like 2024 is going to be basically without any kind of content for Marvel, yeah. which is going to be, I mean, Deadpool's going to, going to be out. It's going to be great. I mean, it's going to be the movie of the year. It's going to be the comic book movie of the year for sure. I mean, that movie's going to make a shit ton of money, right? Oh it yeah. It's going to make a gazillion, uh, yeah. Yeah. but I mean, they're not putting anything else out, but what's interesting is when you think about it and I looked this up a second ago, they really only had three movies out in 2023 anyways. So they're, they're not reducing you know hugely from a quantity perspective um you know that was ant-man 3 guardians 3 and the marvels that those are the only cinematic movies for marvel that came out in 2023 okay so they're they're dropping it down to one which is a lot less than they've done in a lot of years but you know maybe necessary at this point yeah i guess uh i guess time will tell and and it'll be interesting to see I, again and i think we we touched on it in the last podcast I think they are asking they are asking too much of the fans if they are expecting us to in order to enjoy the MCU movies to also consume all the content on Disney Plus. I think that is too big of an ask for a a casual movie fan. I think the difference with the Thanos saga or the Infinity Stone saga was I don't think there was any there was there wasn't anything other than the movies, right? There was no Disney Plus right. that that went into that. Now, granted, right. it was twenty two movies, but it was twenty two movies over how many years? I, I think the Disney Plus, the the home streaming thing, um, I think is a big ask for a moviegoer. 
if if you if you have to follow that stuff well i would agree you know you hit on something that's very key there with the casual fan yeah with the casual fan or with the common moviegoer they're not going to be able to keep up with all that stuff. I think the fanboys can absolutely keep up with that stuff. But even the fanboys are getting frustrated at this point because the stuff that you have to keep up with isn't really worth keeping up with. There's really nothing that is of any great quality. I mean, the shows are well made, but they're not taking us anywhere. They're not really leading right. any any place that helps us understand where things are going. And I'm, I'm worried Here's, star Wars is going to be doing the same thing. Uh, well, uh, yeah. So put, put a pin on that. Cause I want to come back to that, but he, here's what the Marvel shows feel like to me. Now they feel like you're waiting for that one scene. That's going to tie into something bigger, but you kind of have to wade through all of, Again, they're they're well made. I mean, they, they they look beautiful. Like they're not substandard shows in and of themselves. But it's like you're waiting almost for that Easter egg to show up and be like, oh, this is why I'm watching that show. Right. And like the introduction of Kang is a perfect example. Like I almost forgot about it. Like it was in the tail end of Loki, right? Or or three three quarters through or whatever it was. And and if you go back to the, the Vision and the WandaVision show that was clearly kind of a precursor to that next Dr. Strange movie. And, and that's the first time that I can remember that if you didn't watch that show and you watched that movie, you were kind of lost Yeah, because of where they left Wanda after Endgame, Wanda and Vision. Well, Vision was gone, but where, where they, you know, you would have, no, you, yeah, there was just a lot missing if you didn't consume that show. And that was a problem for me. Yeah, no, it's a good point. I mean, a lot of this content is just, you know, it's not necessary watching. It's just filler. Yeah. And if you don't keep up with it, then you can get lost. And, you know, WandaVision was good. I think that was the first show that hit on Disney Plus. And I liked it. I thought it was great because it was artistically done in a very cool way. But the other stuff that has been there is just not not really been fruitful in any way it's just it's placating it's pushing things down the road and, and to your point one of the things that i really wanted to hammer home is that i'm not watching these shows anymore for the actual content i'm watching it for the end zingers I, I, i'm waiting yep. for what it's going to connect to next and that's when you know you have a product that's not very good is when you're only worried about the bonuses you know like the the features and the the, the connections to the other things you're, you're not really absorbing and appreciating the content that they're trying to give you. Cause I mean, yeah, I mean, I sit there and watch that secret war show and, and, and I mean, was that what it's called? Secret Wars, the Samuel L. Jackson one. And it was, it was yeah. fine, but you know, there was only a couple minutes of it that I was, you know, I'm, I'm worried about how it's going to tie in with something else or how it's going to graduate into a bigger yeah. picture story. I don't really care about the rest of it. It just doesn't yeah. affect me. D Disney has a serious problem if their entire Disney Plus show, that's what, 10 episodes, ish, something like that, right, can be boiled down to like a thousand word blog post that you get the information that you need out of that blog post. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if, if all you need to know is Nick Fury does X, Y, and Z, well, you don't need to watch 10 one hour episodes to get that you can read some bloggers recap of it and you're all caught up that's yep. a problem 
so true. That's a problem. Very true. So you mentioned Star Wars. Star Wars for me is kind of in that same boat. Um, I loved the first season of The Mandalorian. The latest season of Mandalorian, I never even finished. And it wasn't because it wasn't good, but I just kind of got bored with it. Um, I think we talked about, I really enjoyed the Kenobi series, but it, but only because it was connecting back to what I already knew, right? I, I don't want anything more or new from that story. And I think that that particular show ran the same risk that the solo individual movie ran was mm-hmm. that it was giving me answers to questions that I wasn't asking. Right. And right. it was kind of interesting, but you're like, yeah, okay, great. I didn't need to know that. Carry yeah. on. Yeah. And that's that they're in. Yeah, I agree. They're in the same boat. They are putting out content that it's like, I mean, it's kind of cool. You're expanding the universe, but what are you building towards? And maybe that's just something that Marvel has ruined for all of us. Right. Cause you're, you're expecting something bigger and like this right. huge culmination to happen. And it's just not happening. And I, you know, I'm kind of sitting here staring at the screen, wondering what star Wars is going to do for 2024. And it doesn't really look like much. I mean, there's something called skeleton crew, which is starring Jude law. That's going to come out next year. I, I don't know what that is really. Is that a movie? But- uh no it's gonna be a series i believe okay um uh, about I'm, I'm just reading it right now about four lost children trying to make their way home and is set around the same time as the mandalorian you know post return of the jedi you've got the bad batch season three which is i don't know i mean that's that's just part of the animated family of of all the star wars stuff uh there's something called star wars the acolyte which is uh, a live action debut of the Star Wars High Republic era. So, and I think there's some other animated stuff that's coming out. There are no movies. Uh, well, I'm sure there'll be some video games and things like that. But I mean, that's it. Like, I don't know why I care about that stuff. Uh, obviously, the the Daisy Ridley movies on the horizon, but that's not next year. So yeah. we'll see what happens there. What that turns out to be so so let me ask you a remarkably loaded and unfair question sweet <laughs> is star wars the franchise overall better or worse off since george lucas sold it <laughs> oh geez um uh it's probably Impos- worse. impossible question to answer. It, yeah, you know, I mean, I feel like an asshole for even asking it. Well, I, I don't have an answer either. I, I will say the it, here's how I would describe it: the buildup and the excitement that led up to the Force Awakens when they announced that movie, and Mark Hamill's coming back, Harrison Ford's coming back, Carrie Fisher's coming back. I was so excited about that. Like I would not be able to sleep in in weeks leading up to that movie because I was so excited about it. So naturally it was, you know, it fell below expectations, although I really, really liked that movie. I think it was my favorite one to revisit of of the, the new sequel trilogy. But just getting to get excited about Star Wars again was almost worth this whole thing was almost worth Disney gobbling it up and spitting out this meaningless content because I thought Star Wars was done. I really thought that what you and I knew about Star Wars 
ended with George Lucas's Revenge of the Sith. You know, I thought I didn't think we were going to get anything else. And so I I I do really appreciate getting excited to go to the movies again. Like not just getting excited, but like I can't fucking wait. And when they showed the first trailer of The Force Awakens like a year before it came out, I must have watched it 50 times. Like I was so so excited. And that to me was almost kind of worth it. But I'll say that I am also at a point now where I feel like I have to selectively choose to back away from the Star Wars universe, which is not something I ever thought I would have to do because I'm just not interested in the content. I I don't care about these characters. The things that I love about Star Wars are, you know, the the, the people and, and the stories that aren't around anymore. And I know that they're trying really hard to create new ones, but it's just not it's not there for me and I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to keep watching some of the shows because I'm sure they're going to be decent and they're going to tie into other things. And I'm, I'm going to hope that they'll come out with the next biggest thing. But right now I'm just, I, I, I'm to the point where I'm like, there's going to be a day in the, in the near future where I'm going to opt out of the star Wars content. And it's going to break my heart. But what do you think? Like, how would you answer that question? Or maybe, if you were to answer that question also is uh, would it be better if George Lucas still had his hands on the reins of this universe? I mean, it's impossible to answer because who knows what his three movies would have been. Yeah. Yeah. But Um, yeah. So yeah. So so that's, that's very speculative Um, because I, yeah, because we don't know what George would have done. I can only assume based on, the fact that you and I did arguably probably six hours about a prequel, or I'm sorry, a sequel trilogy. And in general, we, sh- we shredded those three movies in general. Yeah. At least Mostly. the last two. Mostly. Yeah. At least the last two. I, I don't think if George Lucas made those three movies, we would have shredded them the way we did. I might be wrong. I don't think we I don't think we would or at least to the degree that we did. So so I think at least for the sequel trilogy I think I probably would have liked what I'm thinking George would have done more than what we got. I would agree with you that the build up to The Force Awakens was second to only the build up to The Phantom Menace in terms of like my yeah. excitement. Right. Um, <clears throat> I remember that, that trailer to the force awakens, I believe came out like Thanksgiving week and we, yeah, like you, I watched it over and over and over again. Right. But I'm also like you where I'm just, I'm tapping out of like, I'm not, I'm just not, I'm not watching. I don't think I watched one episode of Ahsoka. And that, and again, that's not to say, I'm sure it's great. I, I just, I, I just haven't watched it. And I don't know if that's because I'm 47 now versus 37 versus 27 versus 17, you know, that that's probably part of it, but there's just been a lot of kind of mediocre stuff since Disney took over. And again, it's not the political stuff and it's not the, you know, like you, you hear a lot of that garbage online. It's, it's not that um, it's just like, if you look at like the book of Boba as an example, I don't care. like that was just mediocre television. Like, I don't remember only, a single thing that happened on that exactly, show. Exactly, right? I don't remember the, it. The only reason I cared about that at all 
was because it had Boba Fett in it, which was a character from a movie in 1983 that I loved. If that was not, if that was like the book of Bob, I, I like, I just, I wouldn't have cared. It was, yeah. it was just, right. it was a space Western that I just didn't care about. And that's a real problem. Like you can't, like, if you're going to tell me stories about a galaxy far, far away, a long time ago, I need to, they need to be good stories still. They need it. Yeah. And some of the stuff that's been on Disney plus lately has not been. And even though I raved about Kenobi earlier, there was probably three or four episodes that, that were complete fucking garbage. Yeah. It was very uneven. It was overall. And it was only really great when Darth Vader was back. Exactly. That's, that's that's really it. But I will say going back to the George Lucas thing, I do think, and you know, hindsight's 2020 and, you know, fanboys, we can always bitch and moan about this and that. I think, I would have been really, really interested knowing what I know now to have seen George Lucas's sequel trilogy because for no other reason that he would have treated the original characters much better than I think that they ended up being treated in these movies. He would have put fucking Han Solo, Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia in the same scene at the same time. There's no way he would have made three movies without having all three of them on screen at the same time. Like it just, I think he would have had more reference to that. And he would have been making these three sequel movies to finish the story. Whereas it was clear that Disney was making these three movies starting the next finish their story, but to continue the next. And I would have appreciated George Lucas stepping in and saying, no, I'm not telling any more star Wars movies. This is it. We're done. Like there's something really sweet and beautiful about the finality of a story. And, you know, unfortunately in this world of commerce and business, like that'll never be a reality because if we consume it, the studios will continue to put it out there because they want our money and, and we'll give it to them. Like that's how business works. And that makes big movie studios and, and allows actors and writers and all those, all those people to get paid. But the art does suffer as a result of that. And I really think three movies made by somebody who only wanted to make three movies would have been much better. Maybe we would have been robbed of Oscar Isaac because I think he was the, one of the, the, the best parts of that. I don't, I don't know that he was written that great, but I think as an actor, like he, him and Finn had a really great chemistry and, you know, there, there would have been things, there were good things about the sequel trilogy. I should, you know, I, I know yeah, that we yeah, both yeah. agree to that. But I think that overall they could have done different things and I would have appreciated more of a, a a sweet goodbye to our characters that we know and love rather than, you know, yeah, but dot, 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 you know, the story yeah. to be continued. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, yeah, I, we, we would have missed Oscar Isaac, um, but when you think about what he really gave us, right, Poe is not, he's one of the big three in that new sequel trilogy but his story is not really all that flushed out. He's a, he's sure. effectively a new Han Solo, right? I mean, he's like the, yeah, completely you know, derivative. Yeah. Um, in my mind, not to, not to go back and, and rehash six hours of those podcasts, but in the, in my mind, the best part of the pre of the sequel trilogy that we got is Ewan McGregor, like, and Ian McDermott, like those are of, of, of that sequel trilogy. I'm sorry, Ewan McGregor. Uh, no, 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 sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm prequel trilogy, um, sequel trilogy. My my bad. 
the the problem that I had with the sequels was very similar to what Ghostbusters did. They treated the the main characters, the legacy characters, like an afterthought, and that yeah. really bummed me out. Yeah, it really uh, bummed me out. Yeah, and I I I you know if my buddy Dave's listening, I won't hash. Uh, I I won't uh, you know give too much shit to Ghostbusters afterlife again uh, but i agree it, you know you can't just bring those guys in for cameos and expect the older fans who were you know raised on these stories to be okay with that like i i'm fully support getting a new cast of characters and and seeing them on their new adventures but i also think that you have to really carefully balance the legacy characters and it, it's not it, it wasn't done well in ghostbusters it was done poorly in ghostbusters it was done mm -hmm. okay to some degree in star wars but mostly thumbs down i think uh and, and it's just it's it's really tough to do and and nobody has really grabbed onto it yet let's put a pin in ghostbusters i've I said put a pin twice that sucks i didn't mean did to you that, did but... you but before you put that pin yes. in there did you see the trailer for the new ghostbusters well, movie i did and it looks awesome it does look kind of cool. It looks awesome. So and I hang hate on, let's, myself. Let's come, yeah, I, me too. For that. So let's come back to that because I saw I saw it again today in front of Wonka. So uh, one one more thought on Star Wars. So I think I'm I'm actually happy with the way they treated Han Solo. I think he he got the treatment that I was okay. I was I, I was happy with that. Right. He got he got one movie. He went out in a blaze of glory. Um, the way I think Harrison Ford probably would have wanted to. And then we got him again. We got the flashback force thing, memory thing, whatever it was with his son in, in the last movie. I thought that was great. Um, Carrie Fisher, unfortunately passed away. So who knows like what they would have done with her. I think they did okay based on the footage that they had and they had to kind of work around it. Um, I, I, I cannot forgive the way they treated Mark Hamill. I, I just, I, I just, it, yeah, it really bothers me. It really, or, or Luke Skywalker, not, not Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker. It really bothers me. I, I agree with, with almost everything you're saying. I think I, I do like the way that they treated Han, but I would have liked a little bit more. I, I mean, I sure. cannot forgive them for not getting all those characters on the screen at the same time. At so least once. If they could have waited one movie and maybe at the end of the second movie, which is typically, you know, as trilogies go, the tragedy, right? The second movie is the one that is really fucked up. And then the third one is the the sort of redemption and the one where you, you know, your good guys win. Like maybe kill Han Solo at the end of the second movie and make that the real downer part of that movie. And our heroes have to collect each other and, and figure out what to do. But, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen them together to have some kind of an adventure. And then maybe the third movie is Mark Hamill and... Carrie Fisher trying to figure out what to do to, you know, to to beat the bad guys, win the day, whatever the storyline is going to be. But yeah, you and I have gone rounds about that. I I, I agree a hundred percent. I do not like the way they reduced Luke to, you know, basically. Uh, uh, well, I mean, they basically did the same thing that they did with Yoda, and that's what a lot of people's yeah. argument is like. Well, that was Yoda. He just ran away and and took his ball and went home and all that. But that's. That's fine because I didn't know Yoda. I didn't grow up with Yoda. I didn't know his right. backstory. 
like it wasn't fine with Luke. You know, he was supposed to be Superman, right? Like he yeah. was, yeah. he was the, he was the one that we were supposed yeah. to look at as being infallible. And I know that that's maybe not a very realistic approach to it, but that was, that was the Luke that I grew up with. And they just totally shit all over that. Yeah. But anyway, so go back uh, to our so episodes yeah. to listen to yes. the force awakens, the, the last Jedi, and the rise of Skywalker to hear what we really think on that stuff, because I think that probably holds up pretty well. Uh, yeah, it's, especially with kind of everything that has has happened. So that is go back in the archives. That's um, let's see. That is episode. Oh, no, that's pre. So prequels is episode 69, 70 and 71. That's the prequel trilogy. Let me see where the sequel trilogy is. So uh, that was episode 47, 48, and 49 of the podcast. We did the sequel trilogies, and then we circled back around and we did the prequels Got after it. that. So, And that's back in 2021 that we did those. Wow. So, um, so yes, on to Ghostbusters. I, I, I saw that trailer again today, and... Like you, it's bumming me out how much I'm excited about that trailer because I didn't really like Afterlife and I'm all in <laughs> just based on the two minute trailer of this. Yeah. movie. It looks great. I mean, to be fair, it, to be clear, I did like Afterlife. I liked yeah. the new characters. I liked the story. You didn't I like liked the treatment they, of the legacies. Yeah, correct. I, I like the, the revisiting some of the elements of the very first movie. I thought that was a fine thing to do. And that's what a lot of reboots, requels, whatever you're calling them. You know, like that's that's sort of the templated thing to do. It was the it was the legacy characters that that did nothing for me that, that really bummed me out that I think that they were they were under the impression that if they just pulled back the curtain and unveiled them at the end, that that would save the day. And it just looked pathetic. It just, I hated it. So they are featured more prominently in this trailer than they were the first time around. So I hope they're part of the story. I, I don't think they would be a significant part, but I hope that they're part of something because that would definitely bring it together. And, and the trailer just looked cool. Like the, the idea of, yeah. The, the city freezing over and all this stuff. Like I, I thought that was kind of neat. It's back in New York. I think that's great. That's exactly where it needs to be. I, I think it was good that they got out of New York for the last movie, but now bring it back and, and rekindle, like let's go back to the firehouse and let's see what's going on there. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll see some good stuff from Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray and Ernie Hudson and, and the new characters, which I did like, I thought Carrie Coon and Paul Rudd and, the uh sorry i don't i'm blanking on the actress who who played egon's granddaughter but i thought she was really great too and i you know i'm hoping for a good story a fresh story i'm hoping that they don't have you know spray ooze all over the statue of liberty and walk around the city with them like i'm hoping they're not <laughs> trying to to grift too much from uh ghostbusters 2 because that would be an obvious play I mean, if I saw a Peter McNichol cameo and and his Vigo and all that stuff, I, I was like gonna that. say, do, I was gonna say, do we do we get Vigo? Do we uh, do, like do they do they do they like is is the painting of Vigo in the background of a scene like that kind of? I thing? I hope so. I hope they, they could do, do that. something like and that. That'd be okay. Nothing else. Like, then, please yeah. don't bring. I, I don't even know if that actor's still alive, but like you know, please just just keep it. You know, a subtle nod, uh, uh, some kind of a thing in the background. That's fine but that's it. Like, don't give, don't, don't do anything else. There's not a lot about that second movie that I care to remember. I didn't think it was the greatest either uh, short of a few 
small parts, but yeah, I I'm interested. I'm, I'm, that'll be one next year that I think will be, uh, will be a, a good excuse to go to the movies to see for sure. Okay. One, one more topic or maybe one more topic. Um, we've talked a lot about legacy characters in this episode and one franchise that has, in my opinion, treated legacy characters very, very well is scream. And there's been mm. a lot of a lot of Scream news recently. I th- I think Scream is fucked. I think we're <laughs> done with. Sc- I think you're right? absolutely I, right. Well, first I think of all, we're Nev done Campbell, with Scream. Nev Campbell's gonna get her fucking payday. Is what's gonna happen? Oh yeah, she is. Yeah, because they just lost the two best reasons to go back to see a Scream movie. In my opinion, they lost yeah. Mar- Melissa Barrera, and they lost Jenna Ortega. They they're both out of and the, the director is out now too. Yeah, he's that? like it's yeah. yeah he's like it's too much. I can't do it anymore. It's not what I signed up for, and so he's gone. So they have no choice. They have zero choice but to bring back Nev Campbell at this point, or just say we're not making any more screen. We'll be done. Yeah, it would be a, so, yeah. a shitty thing to end on that note. But maybe this is where they say, okay, maybe we need to end screen, but let's do it the right way. Here comes Matthew Lillard. Here comes, uh, you know, Nev Campbell. Let's let's do it up and do it right. Let's go out with a bang, but let's be done with it. And, and you know, if they do that, you know, they're going to call it fucking scream again. Yeah. Like, you know, it'll right. just be scream 2025 or whatever. Yeah. Right. So, of course. Yeah. I'm, yeah. If you're, if you're not, if you're not, uh, kind of keeping tabs. Melissa Barrera had some comments on social media about the Israel-Palestine uh, skirmish, and that led to her leaving the project. And then uh, Jenna Ortega, in my opinion, Jenna Ortega stepped back because she's getting too big for that franchise. I mean, it was it was a it was uh, convenient for her to to exit that way. In my, you think that was wrong, it, but. I don't know. The timing well, was no, very I, I mean, I, suspicious because it was, it, I said the timing was very suspicious because I think her announcement that she was not part of it, you know, followed the whole Melissa Barrera controversy oh, by I, like, weeks. I think it's, I think it's probably very much related, but I think in, if I'm going to put my, my Jenna Ortega shoes on, like she's, she's got more, she's got bigger fish to fry than scream for in her career moving forward. And you, I mean, you're probably right. Although has she, has she been a part of anything bigger from a cinematic perspective? I mean, no, know she's no, got no. Wednesday and, and I think that's what she or her people had cited as being the conflict bigger. and the reason yeah. for her leaving the scream universe. But I mean, from a, from a theatrical perspective, I mean, she'll get other roles. Obviously there's not that yeah. question in anybody's mind, but like, this was i felt like this was kind of a big deal for her and i don't know if she was just really tight with melissa brer and she's like this this is stupid i don't like the way that they're treating her i I don't know what's going on but i feel like it has to be related to that in in some fashion yeah i know you're right it's just based on timing yeah and again i'm not going to get into the politics of that um i think just from a movie just from movie fan perspective it sucks, right? Because I really liked both of those actresses Correct. in those roles. I thought they were great. Um, I thought they were outstanding. What was the what was the what did they call them? The the the, the 
Fab Four, the uh, fuck, what was um, the in the final the, four the core, or the, the, the core four? The core four. There you go. The core four. Um, even though we hated the way they referred to them, I thought that those four were great, and that was a really good four characters to move forward. Um, and and you just you you just can't continue that story without two of the core four, right? And and so right. that's done. And the two primary, I mean, if, if we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. if we're saying it that way, right. Because I gotta be honest, I don't care about the other two. They probably should have been off in scream six, but. Well, we talked about it. Both of them got knives, one through the gut yeah. and the other one just got like, like a pin cushion. They, neither of them should survive. Right. right? They just shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that's, that's really unfortunate that things have worked out that way because I, you know, we're coming off probably my second favorite screen movie at this point. Yeah. I haven't revisited it yet, but only because I'm not sure if it's easily streamable anywhere. But yeah, I, I mean, I was really hopeful to where this was all going. And, it, you know, unfortunately, it is just completely imploded at this point. I cannot see where they're going to go from here unless they get Nev Campbell back. And and that, to me, isn't really an attraction. Because, again, my second favorite Scream movie was the one without the primary protagonist. It, yeah. It just, you know, and that says a lot. It, I mean, I, th- I think Nev Campbell is fine, but I think her stint in, in this role has been, we've done it. Like, there's nothing left. And she clearly didn't really want to be a part of it. And the last time she showed up, and obviously she felt like she was underpaid and, and most likely was, and and that's a shame, but it's like, who cares at this point? Right. Unless she's going to die or make her the killer, which we've talked about. Right. Not, who cares? But but here's here's the thing, right? So let, let's just say you're going into 2024 and you're going to come up with a new screen movie, right? Okay, so, so you're left with Matthew Lillard, who everybody thinks is still alive. You're left with Nev Campbell, who to your point, like they're going to back up the Brinks truck and bring her in. You're left with Courtney Cox, and it's with with a movie of those three characters, it's just not gonna feel. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's gonna, it, it's it's just not going to feel like a full scream experience, right? Because no. let's just say for let's we'll, we'll spitball for a second. Um, let's say you kill Nev Campbell at the beginning of the movie. Okay. Let's say you let's say you kill Stu at the beginning of the movie too, right? Okay. Well, now you're left with Courtney Cox in a who done it, trying to figure out who killed everybody, right? And it's all brand new characters that you never heard of, like so nobody cares about that. If you make Nev Campbell the killer, okay, fine. You, you know what I mean? Like it's it's they won't. it's a it it just you you just don't care. There's right. just not enough pieces there of people that you care about. And yeah, if, if, if it were me at this point, I'd take like 10 years off and reboot it without Nev Campbell, without Matthew Lillard, without Courtney Cox and start over. And even that doesn't sound great. Yeah, I don't know if I would do that. I mean, that's what they should do. If I were a studio and I wanted to make money, I would want to and I knew that I was going to to do the reboot option. I would kill this off. I would do something. I would do one more finale of some kind, bring Nev Campbell back, do some kind of thing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make her the, well, they're not going to make her the killer. So that's not even an option no. because that would require another sequel that she wouldn't want to be in. I would kill Courtney Cox. I would make her the Drew Barrymore. I would kill her right away and, and make it about Nev Campbell 
throughout the whole movie. Like, let's let's not focus on a cast of like eight different people that I don't know. Let's make this about Nev Campbell and, and maybe bring back whoever, you know, Hayden Panettiere, or wh- whoever is still alive. From oh, the that's right. She's movies. alive. Yeah. You know, that's fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. But let's either fucking nuke Woodsboro because it's full of serial killers or, <laughs> you know, just just finish the story. Do this. Be I- done. So I thought about, I totally thought this is a good way to end the podcast. I thought about you today. So you said Woodsboro is full of serial killers. The the, the valley is full of karate players. Right. <laughs> right yeah. And and the fucking Wonka verse is full of people that love chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> there's true. just not that many people that like chocolate that much. There's, that that, there's that is just true. not. Nobody stops while they're walking down the street and turns yeah. their head and is like, what? Chocolate? Oh my God, it's, it's chocolate. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So I, I totally thought about you when I, when I saw that today. So, um, okay. Well, Hey, let's see. This is most likely uh, the last episode of the podcast for 2023. So this is going to be episode 84. If Pip's computer doesn't take a shit, uh, which I, <laughs> you never know you never know which again hey it's fine i don't care because i get to talk to you um so do, you got any plans for new year's eve you got anything good or just gonna no hang not out? a damn thing yeah. just gonna kind of yeah. write it out yeah. i'm enjoying this last week of the year not working uh, no work? as i believe good. you are too so yeah. just kind of kind of take it easy i'm gonna go see uh i actually got it's not new year's eve but like ro- rolling up to it on friday night i'm gonna take the girls down to bloomington we're gonna see our first iu game together Oh, nice. Uh, it's just going to be super fun. I'm very excited. I use got a, uh, they got a pretty good team. They've got a decent team. They've got uh, some, some really talented players, not really any standout leaders, but it, it'll be a fun opportunity because every time they, they play and I'm watching the game here at home, I'll, I'll take my oldest and we'll sit down and we'll watch them, you know, a little bit because she plays basketball, but they're going to get the full Bloomington IU experience this weekend. We're going to stay overnight on Friday and go down to, to see them play. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm very excited about that. But what about you? That's anything awesome. anything to wrap up the year? Uh, No, not. You know what? No, we, we've been toying with the idea of going to Pittsburgh for New Year's Eve and just kind of like just running a hotel and just kind of hanging out down in the yeah. city, just the five of us. Um, But yeah, even, even that it's going to be relatively low key. Um, I'm going back to going back to work on the second. So I've had yeah. my couple, couple, two and a half weeks off. Um, yeah. And I'm looking forward one last thing. It's almost Royal rumble season. No, it's, it's almost the road to WrestleMania. So since we've chatted, I guess the biggest thing, right, is CM Punk is back in the WWE. Yes. That happened at Survivor Series, which Survivor Series, we talked about in the last podcast, which we lost. Um, Overall, it was a good show, but I just don't care about, like, tag team multi-man wrestling. So, like, the matches themselves were meh, but Punk coming back was awesome. Do you have any predictions as we kind of – head towards the rumble, head towards WrestleMania. I'm sure we'll talk about wrestling several times over the next couple months before we get to WrestleMania, but just like, where's your head around WWE at this point? Well, and I mentioned this last time that nobody will ever get to hear, but this is a really smart move on the WWE's part because they've taken what is traditionally the the most uninteresting part of their season and, and made it, 
very interesting because they have brought back a very controversial character in CM Punk. Yeah. And, you know, all signs are pointing towards him having some kind of uh, uh, match. One of the big matches, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Probably, probably with Seth Rollins at some point, whether it happens at, the rumble or whether it happens at mania we're not really sure but they're gonna dive sounds like they're gonna dive into that pretty quick i have no idea who's gonna win the rumble i mean i think punk is the obvious choice just like cody rhodes was the obvious choice last year but i also don't think that cm punk is gonna get put up against roman reigns i don't think that makes any sense now maybe i I don't know like they could go a million different ways at this point so I'm not entirely sure because I do think they have to take the I, I think they're going to take the title off of Roman at WrestleMania. I just don't know who it's going to be. I really have no idea. Could be Cody. Could be a rematch with him. Um, it could be Jesus. It could be Gunther for all I know. I mean, like they have some people lined up. It could be Seth Rollins. Who knows? Like maybe Rollins loses the title to Punk and then goes after Reigns at WrestleMania. There are so many different ways they could go with this. The one thing that I'm pretty confident about is that whatever my prediction is, I will be wrong because the WWE is very good at swerving and then making me think that what they're doing is stupid. And then eventually me saying, oh, no, you know what? I do like this. I I do. I see where they're going now. What about you? Do you I mean, do you have any predictions? Um, I still think that this Roman Reigns reign which at this point is coming up to like the hulk hogan level in terms of number of days that he's held the title in my mind the only way that makes sense is for the rock to beat roman reigns and here's why i say that yes Okay. okay here's why i say that For how many years now have we been talking about Roman Reigns as the head of the table, the head of the table, the head of the the family, the blah, blah, blah. Well, The Rock is his older cousin. If anybody's going to be the head of that table, it is The Rock. It's not Roman Reigns. Now, does it make sense in 2023 or 2024 for The Rock to be the WWE champion? Of fucking course not. Oh, of course it doesn't. But just from a storyline perspective, like he could be somebody that could beat Roman for the title. I've been saying for years, and I've been fucking wrong for years, that I can totally foresee a scene where The Rock comes out and says something to the effect of, you've been talking about how you're the head of the table, I'm the head of the table, blah, 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 that kind of thing. That to me makes sense. I don't know how you get there though. I right because I don't know how you get from now until WrestleMania. Because I agree with you. I think you're gonna see CM Punk versus probably Seth Rollins for the I don't even know what title that is. The World Championship. The WWE. Which one does Rollins have? The world. I think it's the world title. But the World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. I I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, the problem is if you if you slot the Rock versus Roman, that leaves Cody Rhodes out, and I don't see that happening either. Right. I don't see He's, Cody not have you know not having yes. a title and let you know. So so I don't know. I, I um it, it won't shock me if 
Punk wins the Rumble. It won't shock me if Cody wins the Rumble. It wouldn't even shock me if The Rock wins the Rumble, who is not in it at this point, right? Um, yeah. That's a long way of saying I don't know, and that's the best. <laughs> in my opinion, that's the best way to be about yes. wrestling, not knowing. Yes. Because that's the best when I way love to... it the most. Yeah, because yeah. the Rumble is one of the funnest events of I the entire year. I can't fucking year. wait. Yeah. And to go into it completely clueless as to how it's going to come out is the absolute best experience for sure. All right. Well, we've uh, we've rambled along for quite a while now. So um, if I I'm sure I'll talk to you, but I don't know that I'll talk to you with the podcast audience. So if this is the last time in 2023 that I talk to you with this audience, I just want to tell everybody that I love you. Uh, this has been an awesome year. We didn't get to a hundred the way we wanted to, but I don't fucking care. Um, I love doing this with you every month or whatever it is. Um, 2023 has been awesome. I'm really looking forward to 2024. Absolutely. I love you back. And I, I am disappointed we didn't get to our hundred episodes, but we have something to shoot for, for 2024. And I think we're going to have a lot of content to talk about. And I'm really excited about that, whether it's movies, wrestling, uh, we got to get back into music. I would love to get back into some top five lists, six through tens, whatever, you know, whatever we can get into. I think we're going to have some really great stuff and I'm, I'm very excited about it. All right. On that note, that's Mr. Pip. I'm Chewy. This has been the 411 from 406. We'll talk to you soon, folks. Have a good one. Aloha 2023.